practicing gratitude in difficult times. In one Buddhism, there are two gateways for obtaining Buddhahood. The gateway of gratitude and the gateway of practice. These are interdependent and inseparable. When we begin our meditation with grateful minds, appreciating our space, community, teacher, and this dharma, the practice will go smoothly like sailing a boat on the ocean. Children, have you ever seen a boat sailing on land? How would that go? <coughs> it would be very hard. Our ocean is gratitude. The ocean of gratitude. On the ocean of gratitude, the boat of practice can smoothly sail. If you are sitting on a gratitude mat, not angry mat, if you sit on a gratitude mat, your meditation can sail so smoothly and deeply. We know that it is easy to feel grateful when things are going fabulously and there is nothing to complain about. Ishan, was it hard to feel grateful when you counted all your Halloween candy? Did you get Halloween candy? <laughs> but can you practice gratitude when there is no candy and life is tough and miserable? In order to make our gratitude practice authentic and powerful, we need both glorious times and painful times in our lives. The positive and amazing times inspires the negative and painful times soften our hearts and lead us to humility and compassion. So one of the temple practitioners, Lara, introduced a prayer used in Thai temples. May I be given the appropriate difficulties so that my heart can truly open to compassion. We all experience difficulties in life. Are you experiencing any of these? Ill health, challenges of aging, or worry about an aging grandparent, loss, sudden or gradual, misunderstandings and disagreement among family and friends, trouble at work, or too much homework. <laughs> Agree, Wilson? <laughs> Financial stress with upcoming holidays. Too much to do, too, too little time. Having to go to bed too early or too late. 
Those who have experienced the loss of a close family member know how difficult loss can be. But over time, they will process the loss with a sense of gratitude rather than focusing on the pain of loss. The same can apply to relationships when couples decide to part ways. Some people who are ill find their illness brings them opportunities to study their minds and bodies more deeply. However, if you have a serious illness and you cannot take care of yourself, you may find out how willing people are to help you and you are loved more than you knew. Gratitude is an interpretation that our minds create. Our mind loves to interpret. Otherwise, we'll get bored. <laughs> In difficult times, we can choose to interpret the world with resentment or with gratitude. Oh, by the way, do you know Abraham Lincoln established Thanksgiving as a national holiday in the middle of the Civil War? Gratitude is not a given. Gratitude is earned through our mind's training. Practicing gratitude in difficult times requires even more training. When we raise our minds to a level where we can automatically find something grateful, no matter what happens, we become an expert in gratitude. A gratitude master. Anyone here um, have a master's degree in gratitude? Come on, raise your hand. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> there is trouble and pain in the world. Reflecting on recent hate crime in Pittsburgh, we human beings can hurt each other inadvertently or even intentionally simply because we come from different ethnic, cultural, and religious backgrounds. How can we transcend this hurt and pain using gratitude? Can we reconcile? Here's a little poem by Naja Jebian. Never wish them pain. That's not who you are. If they cause you pain, they must have pain inside. They must have pain inside. Wish them healing. That's what they need. This poem reminds us that 
we can allow the pain in instead of pushing it away behind another's anger, which is often rooted in delusion, we can see their pain and insecurity. Instead of demonizing them, instead of demonizing them, we can open our hearts to embrace their pain by being compassionate toward our own disturbing feelings as well as those of others, we practice transcending disturbance with gratitude. Whenever we turn on the news, heartbreaking reports disturb us. When we are upset, by what's happening in this country, country or in the world, can we still feel grateful? Can you still feel grateful? I always think of Sutesan's teachings. There are two groups of people who bring us to awakening. People who awaken us through their lives of integrity and wisdom and people who awaken us through their wrongdoings and delusions. So Tezan said that both of them are our teachers. And if we resist learning from those whom we find difficult, might not the universe send us someone even more difficult to teach us? <laughs> If I believe leaders make decisions which cause suffering, how can I feel grateful? Even when I don't agree with some directions of governance here in the States or in Korea or even in the warm Buddhism order, can I be grateful? <clears throat> yes, I can be grateful. For example, I was grateful for the opportunity to vote a few weeks ago. Except in Wan Buddhism, Wang Gong doesn't get a vote. But someday, I can wait, someday I'll be running things. <laughs> With my vote, my voice becomes a little drop of water which can start to make a change in the big ocean of political decisions. So in the midst of despair, we can always find something positive to focus on and then strive to make a difference. I often see that one of the roles of political politician is to awaken our consciousness, especially about issues we have suppressed. You can feel that especially when their views contradict us. As the songwriter and Zen practitioner, Leonard Cohen said, there is a crack. A crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. 
The imperfection and cracks in the world guide us to enlightenment and loving compassion. The world is in constant turmoil. Disasters abound. Is it really true? Is it really true that there is always something we can be grateful for? Is it really true? Wilson, you really? Wow. He's really advanced. But sometimes this can appear to be nonsense. People died and lost their homes from the hurricanes in North Carolina and the fires in Paradise, California. How can we find grace in these horrendous situations? Turmoil and disaster give us opportunities to practice compassion and care as one big family. People bring food to shelters and practice kindness. People check on each other and send donations for relief. Yet, yet, we still cannot bring back those victims' lives. In Indonesia, due to the recent earthquake and tsunami, nearly 1,500 people died in these kinds of devastating disasters. How, how, can, we, how can we practice gratitude? There is a Kyomunim named Reverend Kang, the, the leader of one outreach community. When there are disasters in Korea or in the world, he recruits volunteers and collects funds for relief supplies and immediately visits the sites. He is always in the front line to respond to needs. Reverend Kang and other community members recently went to Indonesia. <coughs> and they shared some photos from the site of devastation. The photo depicted unspeakably sad situations. Yet the surviving people and children did not lose their spirit. Children showed their pure and bright smiles when Reverend Kang visited them with rice and other emergency supplies. They were grateful to know that people in the world remembered and cared about them. Reverend Kong understands pain and manifests one Buddhist teachings through action to comfort people in times of need. However, not everybody can be a reverend Kong. I often feel guilty that I live and work in a place of relative safety, peace, and freedom, while other Kyomunims are doing their work out there in more difficult places like Africa. In Africa, Himalaya, China, Cambodia, or in nursing homes, prisons, or rehabilitation centers. Without feeling overwhelmed and guilty that we are not doing enough, how can we expand our loving compassion? What is the 
middle way. To quote Leonard Cohen again, ring the bell that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. In other words, do what you can where you are with what you have. Give your authentic self according to your given abilities. Don't concern yourself with saving the entire world. Acting alone, none of us could fix everything. So now, take a moment to think about one thing you can do within your capacity as you are right now. Ring the bell that still can ring. As our hearts open and our practice deepens, we come to realize that we are truly interconnected and the world is filled with infinite grace. Realizing the perpetual grace in which we live and the constant beneficence we receive and give is the central teaching of one Buddhism. Master Chong San said, without realizing the ongoing great beneficence, resenting a small harm is like regarding food as the enemy because you once got an upset stomach after a meal. Every one of us travels this life journey through moments difficult and easy. Under all circumstances, there is something for which we can be grateful. Instead of focusing on one-time meal that gave us a tummy ache, we can remember the grace of food that nourishes our bodies. Instead of focusing on a partial harm, realize the totality of grace. Gratitude. Being grateful. This is a warm-hearted gift we can always give to ourselves and the people around us. This is a gift that is always available to dig into. Talking about digging, now is the best time to transplant bushes in our temple garden, one of the, my favorite activities. I walk around the garden and listen to plants. If they tell me that they are not happy where they are rooted, I transplant them to a better place. In order to successfully transplant them, I need fertile soil. However, this part of North Carolina is famous, even notorious for its red clay. <laughs> Not the best soil condition for many plants. Our temple compost pile produces rich soil. When planting bushes, I scoop some of the rich black dirt 
from the compost. In order to get more good soil, I dig deeper into the compost pile and keep digging until, until I hit the hard red clay. Then I stop there. But when I dig for gratitude, I never hit hard red clay. Gratitude is deep. Gratitude is endless. The further down we dig, the more we find. It just goes on and on. While I get only one wheelbarrow of black dirt from the compost, there are endless wheelbarrows of gratitude. In the same way, if we dig into our complaints, endless complaints will arise. Through our practice of gratitude, may difficult times of confusion, turmoil, and loss be stepping stones to propel us to greater awareness and liberation. May we continue to strive to walk in gratitude in all circumstances. Thus, supporting life on this planet for today and for many generations to come.